Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Uh, today we're doing a 30-minute podcast talking about the Galaxy. It's a compact schedule, compact week. They just played yesterday. They got another game going on Wednesday, and obviously El Trafico uh, this upcoming weekend. So a lot to get into. Let me introduce my guests. we got uh, Johnny Bolin once again, and we also got Alex Ruiz. Johnny, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's a sad. It was a sad week, but let's just say I calls it like I sees it, right? Hey, that's what that's what we have you here, Alex. How you doing? Uh, ignoring the Galaxy match, doing pretty good. Uh, definitely a lot to talk about and a lot that went wrong, but overall, doing pretty good. Yeah, look, we first have to address uh, for the people that are not watching. We have to address. You guys are wearing the suits. Let's talk about <laughs> the suits. Why? Why? Why you guys dressed up in the suits? I I missed the memo, obviously. Uh, I'll just start with me. Every time I do like a live show or something, I always try to look nice, dress to impress, right? So it's kind of my motto. Hey, I like it. I like it. You're, Alex, you're going places, brother. I can already <laughs> tell you, you're going to go places. Uh, Johnny, tell, talk to me about the suit. Uh, you know, I saw Alex wearing the suit. I felt really left out. And I also <laughs> felt like, you know, uh, we got we got to dress to impress. You know, we dress better than the other side. We look better than the other side. You know, that's just that's just how we do it, though. That's just how we do it. Over here. <laughs> that's just how Galaxy fans roll. That's, that's just how just, Galaxy fans roll, baby. That's how Galaxy fans roll. Hey, look, respect. <laughs> I love the way you guys are doing. Um, you guys look sharp, man. You guys look sharp. I like it. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to get some pointers from you guys because I I didn't compare. I didn't come prepared. Uh, with, with the suit. Um, but yeah, look, let's talk. Let's talk about this game. Um, we have limited time. Uh. You know, it was a game that I felt going into it that it was a game where Galaxy had an opportunity to bounce back, an opportunity to get three points with the worst team in MLS, right? Obviously, that happened. They lose 2-0. Uh, they're trending down the wrong direction. Now, it's I think it's seven-game winless streak. Not at this time of the season is when you want us committing these, these uh, or lose out on these type of points. Johnny, talk to me about the LA Galaxy and how you see how you saw this game going into it. And well, ultimately, it came out the zero to two loss. You know, it's 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 nothing new to us, nothing new to the Galaxy. You guys remember I said this uh, last week. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Galaxy just bombed it against Austin. And you know, I'm going to say what I said. You know, last week with Minnesota, is Austin came to play, man. Their 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 audience, same thing. The crowd, that was a playoff crowd, dude. That was loud there. They the, those players came and they were nasty. They came to win, and we didn't do that. And and I think that the expectations in our locker room. Uh, has been lacking. I feel like a lot of the players are just expecting to get better results and going out there not putting their best foot forward. And, you know, I, 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 tweet, I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. It's hard to say, like, oh, Klein out, Klein out. When we do, we have all the tools. We have a great manager. We have great players. You know, it just seems like something's not working right now in the locker room. 
um, which we've seen that happen all over the world with really competitive teams. We made a lot of changes in the season and a lot of players got to learn how to play together. And, you know, I, I think, yes, it sucks, but I'm not, I'm still not really worried. Even though we're winless in seven games, it's like, I'm not ex- insanely like worried, you know? Fair enough. Uh, fair point. Alex, are you, are you worried uh, about this team or how, what are your thoughts about, about this team so far? What, I'm what, worried about at the same time. I'm really not just because heading into the season, right? We, we were nowhere near considered before the season started a contender for MLS Cup, you know? Let, let's get that out of the way first. It's not like we have a stacked squad like like LAFC, right? They were supposed to be the real contender this year, having all their players, maybe the last time they'll have them, and look where they are now, right? Bombing down the standings. The Galaxy, the best thing that, or the highest expectation we had was top three finish at best, right? We knew we weren't going to win MLS Cup. We knew this was going to be a project. And to be honest, that, that uh, really good start we got off to the beginning of the year just really, we, that drove us to think, hey, we can compete for a title now a lot more ahead of schedule than we originally thought. And honestly, I think these this past month has just shown how raw this team is in general and how this is just really a really a, a project that still is in the process where we haven't gotten the best of our players yet and we still need to learn how to play together, especially since, yeah, we've kind of gotten some of our players together, all our best players, but not really. Derek Williams wasn't playing. Derek Williams is definitely center back number one, and he's definitely a, a big piece that we're missing so far. Hopefully we get him back for El Trafico, but we'll see uh, how he does in his recovery from that injury. Yeah, one thing I want to I want to talk about, um, you guys you hit on a lot of different great points, uh, because where this team was before to now, obviously there's, there's more of a direction, uh, right, from last year to this year, but obviously – Whenever you're on a seven-game winless, it's not going to feel good, especially with the type of talent. And obviously, there are a lot of new guys moving in. I think one thing when I when I when I want to talk about the lineup because I, I, Alex, you you wrote another great article, um, you know, to recap the the game, and I'm gonna pull up here the lineup. Um, I was very surprised to see Vasquez up there with Chicharito when you have Dayon, obviously uh, on the bench and what he does, obviously. Maybe Greg Vanny wanted obviously want to have him as a second half sub, but like where this team has been trending currently, I was a little surprised that he just not went all out and had Dejan Chicharito. Yeah, you may be limited or who could potentially sub sub them off, but like look, you could potentially put the game away. Um, Johnny, what were your thoughts when you saw that lineup? Uh, well, specifically Victor Vasquez up top with Chicharito because he was he he does facilitate really well, but when you have another striker that you brought in, I thought that was that was a little interesting for me. Vasquez is a maestro on the ball. He he's really is. He's a master. And he's getting older, you know, and, and that just means he has a harder time keeping up. But I mean, some of the passes that you saw during the game, I feel like answers that question pretty well. Uh, he wanted to support Chicha. He wanted to give Chicha those tools. He wanted someone to drive the ball up the field and then give it right to Chicha at his feet in the box. Because that's the big thing. When you see Chicharito in the box making these runs and everything, the most stressful part is, is him not getting the balls that he needs. And he'll yell. He'll do what he has to do. He'll make that that clear. So I guarantee you, even Chicha thought that was a great idea. Get Vasquez there. Vasquez is a razor accurate passer. Put him next to Chicha, give him those opportunities. It's just going to, it's going to fix itself. And I thought that that was a great idea. I, I actually liked it. It was weird. It was unconventional. And, you know, I felt like it might work. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also taking away from this consistency that we talk about, this consistency that we need. And yeah, if that would have worked this game, that would have been cool. But Vasquez isn't going to play up top every game. You know, I'd, I'd rather have Jovalik play up top every game or heck, even Cabral, even though he's been having issues. Um, so that's just my biggest thing is, is I get it. 
But our big issue is we need to be consistent. Consistent. We need to have more consistent lineups. And having Vasquez up there, it, it's not going to be consistent at all. And it's not going to solve any of our problems, our long-term problems. Fair enough. Uh, Alex, I know you wrote, wrote about this on your article. I'm, I'm going to show the article here. But give, give us your thoughts about the lineup and having Vasquez up top. Yeah, Vasquez was interesting. Uh, I knew he wasn't going to play like a forward striker like Chicharito does. He was going to drift more in the middle, kind of a free-roaming role, kind of like a false nine a little bit, where the only reason he's there is to just give passing support for Chicharito, for Cabral, or Legette, whoever's out there making those runs. And we saw that uh, that one chance, I remember, too. Vasquez hit it right as Legette was uh, cutting into the back line, and it was almost right there. Legette just needed to pass it to Chicharito, and there would have been a goal, but you see the quality Vasquez has on the ball, and that's something this team hasn't had. Uh, I, I thought Efrain Alvarez could have been that guy. You know, I thought I think Alvarez should be molded into the n- next Victor Vasquez. You know, I feel he has those qualities. He has the vision of Vasquez. He has the technical ability of Vasquez, and I think he can potentially be uh, the replacement for Vasquez because we know he's 34 years old. So I, I think uh, Alvarez definitely needs to be taking notes from uh, Victor Vasquez. Um, interesting that we got to see him play for. A, a pretty big chunk of the game. I thought maybe 60 minutes would have been the max for him. You know, he's not a 90-minute guy. Maybe bring in Jovalich or Efrain uh, for that matter. But I thought Vasquez's time was a little too much. Uh, the last 10 minutes he played, he was literally a non-factor at all in the attack going forward. But I, I think Vasquez is still an important part to this team. You just have to manage uh, his time with what he plays because once he's once he's kind of gassed a bit a little bit, he really doesn't do much afterwards to help the team in the attacking portion of the pitch. Yeah, I think, I think that's that's what the one of his uh, uh, limitations, right? Vasquez is an amazing player, amazing uh, you know passer. You know, he gives the the money on the ball, but I, yeah, obviously, I see him more as a number ten. I don't see him. Uh, yes, he can play a supporting striker. Yes, but I think just Jovalich can do so much more, and all those on those different things that. You know, assist Chicharito a little bit more. You know, especially in the situation that they're currently right now. They're it's they're it's in a desperate situation. Like right? by no means uh, they're out of the playoffs or anything like that. But I, I just felt like Jovalich probably could have done something, and you maybe you could have had Vasquez at the ten or either four. I know they went with the four four two. Um, you bring him off the bench. You're right. Someone's gonna have to sacrifice if you go to a four four two. But like if you go Glenn's Blazing against a weak team against Austin, obviously a pretty embarrassing O two loss. Uh, let's now let's talk about um, some of the, the defending. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I got I got to play uh, some of the goals and the way these were scored because I think it's very important to see how weak Galaxy's defense really is. Look, if we're gonna be honest, there's no other way to put it. This defense is pretty weak, and if if, you're, if they're gonna make a deep run, uh, we keep talking about it, but I don't I don't know who's gonna step up because Kulubali is not looking like the guy anymore. Kulubali was getting bodied. He did not look like a uh, uh, a center back that makes you feel comfortable to be up there, right? Be be alongside pairing pairing there. So let, let's I'm gonna play the the first goal here. Juicy, Gite, and again Gite. This time he does it. And Austin FC's supporters have a new hero to acclaim. Johnny, when that goal when that goal went in, and I and I was like, when I saw that, and I was like, no way, I can't believe, I can't believe Austin scored first, and they got the lead. I was like, this 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 team is not that good. What what went through your mind? 
It, nothing really. I mean, like, I just, it, it, I hate to say it like that, but it's expected at this point, right? Because the big problem is, and we saw this against Minnesota, is that we're not putting enough pressure on these guys. And the problem is, is when you have a, a clean, hard strike like that, and you're going to assume, okay, it's going to get deflected, and nobody's there. He has that much time. Five seconds must have passed. That was insane. The only guy back there was Araujo. And it's like, it, it's embarrassing to an extent to see, like, how much pressure that these guys aren't putting on these other, the, the offense. And, you know, like I said, it's like, I want to say I'm surprised. I want to say I'm frustrated. But I think this is just our expectation at this point. So it's hard to be especially disappointed. Yeah, look, it's a long season, but especially when you haven't won and you're playing uh, essentially a gimme game. Look, it, obviously, Austin FC is a newer club in town, but it, by no means, obviously, look, they have a packed house. They, it looks amazing. It definitely feels like it's, it's a very tough place to play in, but it looks more for them. They, they've not had a, a good, successful season so far, right? They're in last place. I just felt like this was a great bounce back game for them, for, for the Galaxy. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But Alex, when that first goal went through, what, what were your thoughts on, on the defense and the play? Uh, it was definitely very frustrating to see, right? Um, uh, just so many problems with this defense. It's crazy how this has been a problem for maybe like, what, five, four years now, and it still hasn't been solved. It's crazy. Uh, Sega Koulibaly is probably our fourth best center back, if we're being honest. Daniel Stares is is ahead of him. Nick DePew, I think, is ahead of him as well. Mm. And, and Nico Heimelainen coming on in the second half. I understand it was for injury for Villafania, but Nico was a huge liability. And in that goal, he literally did not pressure the winger out there. I played left back for like one game and my coach grilled me once because I didn't allow because <laughs> I didn't pressure the guy who was on the wing. He told Nico, me if you're, you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, he told me your job is to make sure he doesn't cut in or cross into the box. And I didn't do that. And I got grilled for it. I got yelled at. I got all these things told at me. And I'm just like, OK, now I know. And if I was Greg Vanny, I'd be telling the same thing to Nico. Put your body in front of him as best as you can. Make it hard for him to play the ball forward and instead try to make him play back. That's the goal that Nico Heimelainen needs to work on because so far in all the games he's played, he hasn't been able to do that. No, he's definitely, look, if we're talking talking about Nico, he, he's been more of a liability. At first, he came out hot. He came in hot. I was like, look, he's going to replace Villafania. These are the thoughts that were going through my head. He looked really good. And then a traffic will happen. He got that penalty. And I think he also got a penalty when he was playing in, uh, internationally, got called up. So since El Trafico game, he has not looked good. We've seen, I think he may be a hot and cold player, but like he's not someone you feel comfortable having there because of these little mistakes. And also, look, if we put the second goal up there, like I, he also obviously, I think it was going in no, no matter what, but I'm going to play it here so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Lima. Gaines. What an introduction. McKenzie Gaines, the first Austinite ever to represent the club. So obviously, before they played, they, this didn't show in the replay, but Koulibaly got, got, I think they either got body or got left. And then uh, Austin FC crossed the ball and the the, the Gaines, uh, Austin FC. The players that's in front of them is Nico. Nico doesn't step up to try to to try to you know try to do something. He turns his body again, just like the Minnesota game, and I think it's just very frustrating. Johnny, when you, when you see that, what what are your, what are your thoughts on Nico? It's frustrating, no consistency. I mean, when we first got him, like you said, it was really awesome, but I mean. What really is there to say about him? He's not consistent, and that's what we need in this team is consistency. When people are healthy, you know, like we, like for a long time, we weren't playing with healthy players. We weren't 100% the entire season. 
And it's like, it's just going to go that way. We're going to kill ourselves by not being consistent and continue and just to continue finding ways to play these players like Daniel Sturzen drunk. But, you know, you get my point. It's just, it, it's just going to F with our consistency. He's not consistent. Put him on the bench and find a way to not get him on. I get that Villafani's hurt and I get that like we're trying to get him to full health, but <sighs> sign someone else, find, get someone from G2, do something. This isn't working, man. Like this just isn't working, you know, you, like make the guy earn his spot. Yeah, look, it, it's tough. It, it, it's really tough uh, on that situation because, you know, obviously right back for the most part, you know, Joan Araujo has that locked down. Center back position, you know, it's tricky. How do you, how do you feel? What, what were your thoughts on Koulibaly? Because we didn't get your thoughts on Koulibaly, Johnny. Uh, same thing. It was just kind of like a gradual decline, right? It seems like he's kind of a head case. Like when he first came on, he was doing so well. And he seemed like a really like, you know, powerful, like strength on the ball. And he, especially with Williams, he seemed like he was doing great. But as games started going on, as he started messing up and having these like, you know, getting bodied off the ball, it seemed like it really got to his head. And now he just seems like a head case. And what I don't understand, and I said this last time, put Depew in. If we're going to keep putting Sturz in every single game and stuff like that, but not give people like Depew a chance where we've we've liked his results, it just doesn't make any sense at all to me. Put Depew in, and if, you know, for Kabal- Koulibaly or Sturz, probably Sturz because I'm biased, but um, in Kub- Koulibaly's um, situation right now, just because he's so much of a head case, it'll probably be nice just to see him sit out of game and just kind of like catch up with himself, especially with LAFC over the horizon. You know, the guy just needs time to, like, figure out what's going on with him. Because he has the ability. We've seen him do really well. It's just, again, I said it 12 times already. It's a, he's a head case right now. Yeah, I wonder if almost if he's trying to do too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, you know, you, you're still getting adjusted. He's probably trying to do too much, but it's not working out in his favor, you know. Uh, uh, Alex, let's talk about this. Obviously, with, this, with the weaknesses that the Galaxy have, um, how do you feel about th- that formation? So they say four in the back. So they go back to the, I know they tried a couple times to five in the back. How, how are you feeling about the best way the galaxy can potentially switch this around? Yeah. Uh, I just wrote in my article. I was like, I think it's time to really consider switching to three or five in the back, depending on uh, how you want to play attacking wise as well. But I think it's time. I mean, we have like three decent quality center backs who can perform well. We need to give Nick to another chance because when players are injured, he stepped up and he's played decent, uh, for decently well uh, during those times. I know Greg Vanny is going to rotate the squad in uh, Utah, so why not give Depew a a start? Why not start him for Sega or Stares? You know, try to this is your right now your time to experiment right before LAFC against RSL. Sure, uh, the games in Rio Tinto Stadium haven't gone our way, but still, you can still try to experiment here and there. Not tinker too much. Don't become a mad scientist with the lineup, but still tinker a little bit and try to see what lineup gets the best out of you tinker with a back three or back five i personally think a back five is what the galaxy need right now it could turn into a back six considering ryan can possibly play a six role and become that fourth center back in that back line but i i think that this team kind of needs to switch up the formation because we played with four in the back for so long that at, at this point i think a refresher is needed and we need to play a back three or back five yeah, I, I would agree. I think that it needs a different look. That needs a little bit more support. But obviously, if you go five in the back, the offense is going to change, right? What what happens up top? Do you go five three two? You know, it's like you know, it's different different ways you can go about it and switch it up. But I think right now, even you know, Chicharito at times, you know, I guess he was getting some type of he had he had opportunities. Look, let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. Galaxy had the opportunities, even though at times it might have been limited. Chicharito had one that he could. 
I think he had one in the opening like second of the game and then like one in the second half. Uh he it just it just wasn't enough. You know, I think he got the ball in his head or whatever, and it just the, the shot was not enough um for it. And just so sometimes it goes, you know, sometimes it's just not your night. But Johnny, what what are your thoughts on the defense on the formation what Alex was talking about? Do you do you feel like they should go on a five five in the back, or what are your thoughts? Well, I've always been a fan of that. I remember when Alex said that like a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Hell yeah, dude! I love that. I love wingbacks." Araujo is just an—he's—he's he's, that's his position. He's an amazing wingback. Um, I definitely think five in the back would be great. Uh, we did test it against Houston, but the guy in the center—I'm be, I'm beating a dead horse here—but the guy in the center, is, you know, it was Sturz, so that maybe that was our issue. Um, but I definitely think we should keep trying to do five in the back. Um, you know, have uh, have Velafania when he's back playing play like a, a wing back position. He kind of did that with Portland, and then have uh, Araujo play wing back, and that and we're dangerous right there. That's just a great way to add to our offense, add to our attack. And hey, if we can't make a consistent attack, then ma- play on a counter attack. Sit back, let them make a mistake. We played like that before. We do great like that. We understand that we want to like be this force, have like this you know this consistent like possession. But hey, it's not working. It's not working. It's not rocket science. Change it up a little bit. Sit back, have five in the back, play on a counterattack. And I guarantee you we would see it would be an, it would be night and day. I I couldn't agree with Alex more on that. Five in the back, 100%. Yeah, we we seen we seen five in the back, uh, you know, at times it's worked, at times it's been, you know, it has not worked, but I think, you know, with so much inconsistency for this team and this team that has deep playoff aspirations and we saw how hot they were in the beginning of the year now it's unfortunately they're getting cold at the wrong time especially and they essentially they got everybody back right and we look the thing about the mls season it's really long and you got to be able to play through these things right so you got to be able to fight so i'm gonna pull up here the um the standings for the la galaxy because look what do we got like eight games left eight nine games left um if we look right here obviously the galaxy are have dropped to fifth place with 38 points uh, in sixth place, a point behind them is Minnesota United with 37. RSL, who they play on Wednesday, uh, with 36 points in seventh. Uh, obviously, LAFC outside looking in uh, with 33 points um, in the eighth spot. But, yeah, if you're looking at that, Portland is two points above you, right? And then, obviously, Colorado. I, I think Galaxy have to get the top uh, a top four spot. You know, if you really want to make uh, a deep run, you got to have some type of home field advantage, right? Um and you, I think definitely like the the three are number f- third, third, maybe maybe even second. I don't know. I, I maybe I don't know if that's way too far out. Um, but with, with the amount of games left, you know, Kansas City's at number number two spot with forty six points. Colorado's forty five. Portland forty. Obviously, I already mentioned Galaxy thirty eight. Um, when you see this, the 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 standings, Alex, how, how are you feeling, or where would you like the Galaxy end up by by when the season's over? I mean, obviously, the best expectation is to have that fourth seed locked up, have one home game for the playoffs. But I don't think the Galaxy are going to earn that. I I just don't think they're there yet as a team. And personally, I I think Minnesota or RSL, one of them is going to hop over us this this Wednesday. I I just see that happening. This Galaxy team, yeah, started off really good. And it's crazy. They've been winless in seven. And they've basically stayed in the same place (laughs) for that whole time. It's it's absolute crazy. crazy. Like, this team is – I've said this before. This team is more lucky than it is good, to be honest. (laughs) Most of the results have been a little bit of luck. And also, too, some scores have gone your way. So, a lot of luck definitely on that front. But I think the Galaxy at the end of the season can end up with the sixth or or seventh seed, fifth seed at best. 
I just don't think they've earned a home playoff game just yet. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny, what are your, what are your thoughts? What, what would you like to see them? Or where do you think they're going to end up? Uh, ooh, I mean, really like either fifth, sixth, or seventh. I don't think we're going to get a home playoff spot. And here's the thing. Like, and, and it's bad because I always have pretty low expectations, especially when, like, we just have <laughs> such, like, massive holes in our defense and we're not changing anything. Um, but, again, this is MLS. And part of the charm in, in the league is things that aren't supposed to happen happen every single week. It's so common. So, like, like I said last week, we're going to lose to Austin. I definitely think we're probably going to tie Real Salt Lake this time or I possibly get a W. They didn't, they, they didn't get smacked around, but was it the Timbers? They got, I think they got smacked around by the Timbers. Was it 6-1? I think it was the Timbers. Let me look that up. Yeah. Um, that was the Timbers. It was the Timbers. And, and with that, even with that being said, though, it's like it's hard to go into these games and say, like, okay, like, are we going to go in winless? I don't think we're going to win. I think we're going to tie. But I definitely don't think that we're going to have – a good spot in the playoffs. I mean, I'd be happy if we even get in the playoffs. That's kind of my my mindset with it is, you know, let's let's not kid ourselves. The idea of not making the playoffs is a very realistic idea. We could very well screw this up, you know, and that's very on brand for us, especially in the last couple of years. So, like, let's just be happy with the playoff spot. Um, I think we can get a tie out of Real Salt Lake, and I think that's that's what's going to happen. I think the Galaxy are going to go. I think it's going to be a boring as hell game, and I think we're, there's going to be it's going to be one one tie. Um, but yeah, we just have to sit and watch. Hopefully, we can even make the playoffs. I'm happy if we do. Yeah, look, not a, a lot of optimism there. Look, I, since covering this team, you know, last couple of years, I feel like this is the most optimistic I've ever felt about the Galaxy because it's just who's at the helm, right, and who, who who's coaching them. But unfortunately for Greg Vanny, it's not necessary. It's not working for him at the moment and what he what he's putting out there. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on Greg Vanny? Obviously, it's in the, in the win, winless streak. It's a tough stretch. By no means is the season over. But what are your thoughts on what's, what, how Greg Vanny has handled this situation so far? I'm 50-50 with on it. I think he's done his best, right? You know, he can't control the players like it's FIFA, you know. He can't tell them or, or have them make these runs that you Wait, want them to do. Your yeah, you can't control them like your manager in FIFA. You can't do that. So he's doing the best he can do. Obviously, there's some issues. Like, I think he's using the subs a little too late or just, like, waiting for the game to, I guess, I guess slow down to put in those subs, which ends up being too late. And that's really my main criticism when it comes to Greg Vanny. But overall, there's no other manager I'd have dealing with the situation than Greg Vanny. Knowing him, what he, kno- <laughs> he knows what it takes to win MLS. He knows uh, how good teams become great teams. He's done that in Toronto. So I, I know Greg Vanny wasn't brought in for this season to win MLS, but the expectations are for next season are definitely going to be a lot higher, knowing that we've been capable to be a top three seed in the Western Conference. But so far with what Vanny's done in this seven-game stretch, I think it's been okay, but not amazing. Hold yeah. on. Are you guys are you guys already looking to next season? Because I, I can I can tell you, Chicha, Vanny. I'm, I'm not looking towards next season. I'm just saying the expectations for this year were lower compared to next year, how we're going to have them when it comes to previewing the season is going to be a lot higher for the Galaxy. I'm not necessarily giving up on the season just yet. I'm just saying that right now or before the season started, expectations were six, seventh seed, not top three, top four seed in the Western Conference. But next season, that will be the bar. That will be the bar. Look, they can still finish up there, so we'll see how that has. Uh, quickly, I want to say uh, the Commercial Underground says the best-dressed <laughs> podcasting team in the biz. Just hey, look, the LA guys, Galaxy guys, side. Just guys. the LA Galaxy side. <laughs> Just the LA Galaxy side. Just the LA Galaxy And look, these guys are carrying the team. They're carrying me. Look, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm wearing my LA soccer uh, sweater. So that, look, that's I got I to gotta represent. But, but go ahead, Johnny. I know you had something to say. 
I want to comment on that. I said this at the beginning of the season. I said it throughout the season. When you get a new coach, you get tons of new players, and we've gotten a lot. the 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 amount of new players that we've oh, gotten, yeah, oh, seventeen new players, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's bananas. And not to bring FIFA back into this, but chemistry is a real thing, and developing chemistry and learning how to play together is a real thing, and that takes time. So when and we've seen this happen all over the world when clubs get tons of brand new players and they have to learn how to play together, you'll see these amazing players fail c- consistently, and it's because they just don't know how to play together. So it's like, yeah, like we shouldn't be moving on to the next season and thinking next season. I've been saying this since the beginning, since we all, we've been signing all these guys. It's going to take a while to learn how to play together. I definitely think with an off season, everyone getting healthy, you know, everyone getting on the same page, everyone practicing together, that's going to make a world of a difference. Like next season, the, I, the Galaxy is going to be really tough. But that's why I think I'm not too discouraged with how things have been going this season is we're learning. We're learning how to play together. We're learning, um, you know, how to play with Bond, what Bond wants as a keeper. We're learning how to use our wings. We're learning how to make Cabral comfortable, how to make Chicha comfortable. We're learning the strengths of Victor Vasquez. Even though he's a fantastic passer, where can we get the most of him? Mm -hmm. So I think that this is just trial and error. And I think that we're using this season and a lot of these games to just kind of figure it out. No, look, look, you make you make a lot of great points. I, I 100% agree with you. I think a player like Cabral is going to take a whole another year to really see if, if he if he is the real deal or he's going to be a bust, right? Because it's not looking good. But even though if he does not have a good successful season this first year, yes, he's a DP. Yes, he needs to be doing a lot better. Yes, he's been disappointing. He's not worth the $1 million right now. But I think you still got to give him time. You still got to give him a, a, another year to really uh, see that. Um, let's get some final thoughts here because we got we got a couple minutes. Um, I agree with you guys, but I feel like Chicharito, Vanny, they have expectations of winning the, the 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 championship this year. This is something they've said. You know, this is not something I've <laughs> looks like you got an image. Oh my huh? goodness! Oh wait, wait, wrong way. I can't get out of the freaking. But way. look, look. Let me just finish about. They, hey, no, no, they have expectations to win it this year. Okay, Johnny, explain explain your love for Daniel Stairs. You know, we all know. I don't want to beat the dead horse. But all I'm going to say, I said this two weeks ago, is everything seemed to go wrong when this guy joined. So let's just – that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. that. He's like Deadpool. Try to yeah. kill him, comes back stronger. <laughs> Alex, let's get, let's get your final thoughts before we wrap up, wrap up the show. Uh, well, yeah, this team right now just needs to find that win, that one goal. Uh, you know, start the game off with – as you, the first team, the Galaxy, start the game off with you scoring the first goal in the match because that's really what the team needs in order to build confidence. Once they go down, the, the characters on our team, I feel like they lose confidence immediately. I feel like that's something that I've seen all season long where the rest of the players, once they've, I guess, had a little bit of adversity during the game, they kind of just don't have that that passion to get better or that flair to want to uh, fight a little bit harder. I don't think the team's there just yet. I think it's still really young, st- still really raw. We saw them play so good at the beginning of the year. And honestly, that's the highest potential that we've seen them play for a while. But right now, this is how they should have been playing it to start the year, to be honest. They shouldn't have been that good to start off the year. I wasn't expecting that. I don't think and many other, other Galaxy fans were expecting us to be the number one team in the Western Conference five games in, six games in. I wasn't expecting that. This team's really raw, still needs a lot of coaching. 17 new players, need to build chemistry, need a full offseason to really get to know one another uh, yeah. personally and on the training pitch. Uh, I, I'm not quitting on this year. All I'm saying is that we're hitting the reality that we should have been this season, but because of the good start we had, these expectations got higher. And now that we're playing, we're where we were, I guess, uh, 
assuming we were going to be six, seven seed. It's really disappointing for a lot of fans. But for me, I knew we were still a really raw team. We didn't get much chemistry together. So I'm not too surprised that we're going through a stretch that's this bad. It will get worse, though, if we miss the playoffs because we got a pretty good cushion when it comes to us having a home game in the playoffs. And we kind of just soiled it. Yeah. Well, look, guys, uh, we're going to wrap things up here because we got, we got to do the second portion of the show. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you, Johnny. I want to thank you, Alex. And look, El Chapsicles is the weekend, so we got a lot of things set up for that. So thank you guys for being on. Awesome.